Hello and welcome to my Bunhurt Oven podcast. This is episode five, the two-week wait. Surviving. Surviving the two-week wait. It was a tough one, wasn't it? Oh, it was like like literal torture, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, it was a time of high anxiety, really, wasn't it? More so than usual. More <laughs> so, yeah. It Like, for those people who don't know, the two-week wait is the bit... Um, after the implantation and before your pregnancy test, isn't it? So your two-week wait is the wait to see whether or not your um, embryo transfer has worked. They should use it as a form of torture, I think. It's just the, like... So when you're released from the clinic, you are classed as pre- um, puppo, isn't it? Like, pregnant until proven otherwise. Yeah. Which is just... It's really, really hard to get your head round, isn't it? It's worrying, it's exciting, but then... You're angry because you're allowing yourself to get that little bit excited, I suppose. I mean, you were a little princess for the two weeks, weren't you? Not really. Like, I did what the, I did what the sheep told us to do. Fuck all. <laughs> no, I, I sometimes walk to make a cup of decaf tea to get the blood flow. Well, how many times did we stop on the way home just to make sure the blood flow was going to the womb? Oh, I know. You were like, it was like on a long haul flight from Manchester to Newcastle and you were like, defame thrombosis! Yeah, you should, have, you should have the long socks, shouldn't you? <laughs> from ankle to thigh. There would have been, because my little stubby legs would have been rubbing on the top of me thigh. Chafage. <laughs> Welcome to the world, little embryo. <laughs> yeah, but you were wearing jeans, weren't you, after your embryo transfer? And, like, I was adamant. Absolutely adamant they were going to be too tight. I know, I was like, a cheeky cow, if I put on weight, why didn't you tell us? Your jeans are too tight. I thought, ew, shit. You shouldn't be doing that in your condition. What, making a cup of tea? Don't pick up that dog shit. I'll do it. For the first time in three years, you picked up dog shit. I mean, you were you were a bit of a princess. The shit a lot, don't they, though? Like, I didn't realise till you can't bend down. So, like, the... It, the jury's out, isn't it? So in the olden, in the, not the olden days, but like in the past, you had to have two Back weeks. when you were born. <laughs> um, you had to have two weeks bed rest, didn't you? Complete bed rest. With your legs back. Yeah, and I'm quite lucky that I'm working from home. So actually, it is pretty chilled in terms of like, I don't have to commute or walk into an office, walk around an office. Um, so we yeah it was kind of the sheet just kind of says the obvious things like no bending no twisting and when you've got a puppy that pulls you on a walk like a train and like they just poo so much they poo like seven times on a walk don't you think they? that's so... bad wait until you have a child of your own oh <laughs> true it's really really good air of my own is it on... <laughs> oh yeah it's mine till it's it's old enough to play football it's isn't shitting, it vomiting bleeding it's it's yours Right. I mean, okay. I don't know why it would be bleeding, but I hope not. <laughs> so I think one of the one of the biggest things that we struggled with was the testing. Do you test early? Do you not? Is that we or is that you? Well, you were very much against it. I was very much all for it. Um, yeah. So I think that was that was really tough. Not not testing, having that little pregnancy test stored away in the cupboard. It wasn't tough because you tested early. <laughs> it was so tough. It was so terrible that I drove to the shop on day four and bought a test. It wasn't quite day four, maybe day five. What I really enjoyed was that the quality of the tests, like you, when you realised how much your pregnancy test was, like the first early test we did it was, was a clear like... <laughs> blue. It was a 20 quid number. Then it was like, fuck that. And then after a couple of days, it was like two for a pound. <laughs> Co-op zone. Yeah. Yeah, I think we tested how many times? Four times? A lot. Yeah, we probably shouldn't say that, but we, we did test kind of early. 
that was more to do with me. I was, I think, it was just desperate. We wanted some sort of sign, didn't we? Yeah. Give us a sign. Yeah, and I think what was what we learned a bit because I said no, but then very, I kind of reflected and thought actually, just because it's my body, it's both of our journey. So I had to relent in that sense that actually, um. And you listened, you know, like you didn't do it straight away, but I kind of, one of the things we learned was just because it's my body, it's actually our baby. So I didn't want to test early, but you did. So I had to come to a compromise, which was quite, the compromise I mean, was, was that refreshing. we <laughs> the compromise was that we tested early and you won. But um, I think we, we've discussed that next time. We'll just wait for those two weeks because it is torture, isn't it? I mean, we tested the day before the actual testing day and it, we're pretty much new then, didn't we, that? nothing much is going to change in 24 hours but yeah. you still had that tiny little bit of hope yeah and when you read like obviously the 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 things that make the forums we've talked quite a lot about not going on the forums and the things that make the forums are all of the like extraordinary things like the one woman who's had a negative like say on the sunday and then the next day on a test Whereas, like, we know the reality is, if you're gonna have, you're probably gonna have a slightly faint line beforehand. Yeah, aren't we had you? fuck all. Didn't yeah, we? we had absolutely fuck all. <laughs> like, it couldn't have been any. Like, we're laughing now because we can. It was horrendous, but we couldn't have been like any less pregnant. <laughs> it was literally like, I swear to God, you could see the test line from space, and then there was fucking nothing on the other side. Like, not even you know when you squint and be like, there's a slightly. Nah, there was absolutely yeah, well, nothing. You would, you would go put it in the bin, wouldn't you? And I'll be that it was going to change three hours down the line I'll get up to go to the toilet in the middle of the night and it would still be on the on the windowsill and I'd, I'm just going to have a look just in case like you were always convinced I hadn't pissed on it properly and I was like please believe I've been to so many festivals not even festivals I went to uni I've pissed outside more times like I can I can aim this shit I can I know I know I've got this bob on you were like oh well it's negative because you haven't pissed on it properly well there was we just had, needed to try a range of techniques the Duncan technique the splashing technique the yeah just <laughs> yeah so yeah guys if you're prepared to to wait it out i, I would definitely advise that yeah you're saving yourself heartache because obviously we would love your journey to be a big fat positive and actually you could do a test and it's negative and you, you break your heart unnecessarily um so yeah just especially when you're testing on day like three after the <laughs> after the embryo transfer when it's not hope and hell yeah so if you can just wait as hard as it is for those two weeks save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of stress and anxiety I suppose yeah and actually the other side of it is because we read as well if you test too early if you're the person who so if you're a straight couple or a couple where the the one so it's the woman who carries it's her egg so you've been on the stims the stims can actually in some of the medication that you're on could give you a false positive and that's even more heartbreaking well the woman said to me after my egg retrieval if you were to do a pregnancy test now, even though I didn't have any... You shit your pants. ...any sperm anywhere near my vagina... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been... I would have had a positive test because of that much... The amount of H- HCG that was in my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, that, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah, you would have shit your pants I would have. Pregnant. I'd be oh, like, I've got something to tell you and I'm not quite sure how I'm about to break this news to you. Mary, very, very <laughs> festive. But although, although we... Obviously, there was no there was no line on the pregnancy test. You felt pregnant, though, didn't you? Yeah, that was the cruel thing, I guess. So just to make IVF that little bit crueler, the medication that they put you on 
kicks up a notch, doesn't it? Like around about just before transfer day. So the symptoms of the medication, and please believe they're absolutely awful. Like the water retention, the bloating. Like and I you was, were bloated. I was waddling right around this house. If you've seen Willy Wonka, you know, you know Violet Beauregard? Yeah, where she... How many times have I heard this? But that's what you look like. Oh, thanks. Doesn't she float off? No, she gets rolled out by the umpa lumpa. Oh, yeah, I was, I was like, waddling around this house. And please believe, like, obviously lockdown, uh, please believe, during lockdown, like, I have been doing less steps. I think I have, like I said, no one's, like, yeah, clap for the NHS, but no one has worked harder during lockdown than my, my jean. size 12 jean button, because that poor bastard is, hanging on. is under strain. I have put a bit of weight on during lockdown, because I'm just not moving as much, and, you know, I, I'm you know, that sort of thing. So then add the medication in the mix and I am bloated. But going back to the kind of pregnancy symptoms, my boobs hurt, I was crying at everything, I felt a bit nauseous. You always cry at everything, Chrissy. You cry at the drop of a hat. This is a good time to tell the listeners, tell me what happened, the World Cup of 2018. So picture the scene. England are playing. Gareth Southgate's being interviewed. And Chrissy starts crying. Crying, like hysterically crying. Snot. England had won. Regardless whether we won, that's not why you were crying. There was snot everywhere. And I turned to Chrissy and I said, Babes, why are you crying? And your response was what? Because I just really love Gareth Southgate. I just really love Gareth Southgate. So this is the woman who is emotional at the best of times anyway. And then we're just going to put her on some really hormone ramping up drugs. Yeah. That pause there was just just to let that sink in. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, you were bad. Uh, yeah, kind of bad. But yeah, so the two like it, just everything, and like you convince yourself you're pregnant. Like it's just because you think like it's just kind of you felt pregnant, didn't you? You said you felt proper pregnant. felt pregnant, but it is your body plays tricks on you as well, doesn't it? It does. No, it does. You were saying as as well. You had the spotting, didn't you? The early spotting, and we were like, "Yes, it's implanted." And then it was the toss up between: Is this spotting? Is this a period? Babes, what colour is this? Like wiping, yeah, it was wiping like, your fanny, and then oh, being like, "Babes, that, is this yeah. spotting or getting me Dulux? There's <laughs> a Durex. Getting your Dulux colour chart out. Is this brown? Is this ra- sorry? Like if you haven't needed it, bit crude. Yeah, is it brown? Is it red? And then my body went, "No, actually, it's a full blown period. It didn't work." Like, I'm just going to tease you for a couple of days and be like, oh, look at me. I look like an implantation bleed. Not full on. Um, like, yeah. So that yeah. was great. That was, that, was a, that was a tough time, wasn't it? When you went in a full bleed. But, but even then, we still had that little tiny glimmer of hope. I know. Despite the full bleed, despite the no lines on a pregnancy test. But babes, there's always hope. Yeah, there was always a little bit of hope. But um, yeah, we, it was hard, wasn't it? Like, obviously... Because you just, I think a lot of people have said, like, they, when they started IVF, they thought that that was, and they, they just kind of thought it was going to work first time. We had all our, all our timelines worked out, didn't we? We're kind of thinking it's just perfect as a teacher when you when it was going to be born and stuff. Six weeks holidays. Yeah, so. Um, I think that's what I'm most annoyed about. It's like, fuck the, the six weeks holidays. Like, you're going to be, if it happens sometime soon, you're going to be waddling around in the six weeks holidays. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry to keep you from your activities. I'm sorry. You can go I'll, go-karting on your <laughs> selfish bitch. I'll, I'll have a, like, a plethora of hobbies that I want to try out next six weeks holidays. And oh, you're right. going to yeah, be yeah. with child, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so I think 
in terms of advice, I know we're probably not the best people to, to give advice, but what would your takeaway messages or your takeaway points be from the whole two-week wait process, Chris? Oh, um, see, I, I'm giving out, like, as all good advice, you give it out, but you don't follow it yourself. Don't read the forums. I got obsessed, like, any little symptom. Um, try to either give yourself, like, a bit of a... If you do read them, just kind of limit it to once one point in a day. I read that, and I think I'll stick to that next time. So just say, right, I'm going to have half an hour of, like, reading these forums and seeing what everyone else's symptoms are, but then I'm going to put it away. It's not the be-all and end-all, is it? Cause... Nah, and actually, like, your journey's unique to you, so no matter what happened to another lady or another couple, like, that's not... That might give you false hope, and it did to us. Like, we literally, even the night before... I was talking to Cletus, little, well, we called our little embryo... Cletus the fetus. Cletus the fetus, and would have a little conversation on a night time and on a morning, and we'd give it a little rub, and... Yeah. That, that was real to us, wasn't it and it's a bit yeah it's a bit emotional isn't it really yeah I think because yeah we, we have talked about the next time like do do I just like do a kind of play it down and do I just maybe drive down and just get it whapped in next time and just act as if it's a normal you know like um and like kind of not get attached until we know but then is that going too far because actually that means that Tori's not there at the conception which is a bit sad so we'll work yeah, yeah, I'd be asking out. some serious fucking questions <laughs> if I wasn't there at the conception well I actually because I said I'd love to do it without you knowing and then just present you with a positive pregnancy test and I know that's not possible but I would love to just do that like and take that I would love to take the two week wait, wait away from you so yeah I would I'd... like you to do that too <laughs> But apparently, you can't. You, I can't implant. I can't impregnate my, uh, uh, your eggs without your consent. All this, like, like that is a bit hand that rocks the cradle, isn't it? Like a little bit, a little bit. I think we've just got to keep busy as much as possible as well. Which have is all of the plans in place. Yeah. Which fuck you, COVID, because there are no fucking plans. <laughs> can't go to the cinema because that's closed down. Thanks. Shout out to Cineworld. I hope you, re- you know, we're, we're hope trying. Really happy. <laughs> no, I was like, I hope you come out the other end. Oh. <laughs> no, but don't, don't get pissed off at Cineworld. Can't go fucking bowl in case the embryo comes flying out down the aisle. Well, bowling? How vigorously do you bowl? Very vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make all of the plans. I think that's what we're going to do next time in terms of we're going to be on a very strict timetable. It's like, keep yourself busy, but don't fucking do anything. Don't walk your own dog. Don't go to the gym. Don't do any of the things that very you would have done. Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, very Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, keep yourself busy, but you can't go, go to work because of this global pandemic. So keeping busy, getting support from other people. We toyed with, before the whole journey, before we even embarked on the journey, what, do we tell people, do we not? And then I think we came to the conclusion that if this doesn't work and it hasn't, we're going to need a good support network around us. So it was important to tell a select few about the journey. Yeah, and it's hard because they get excited because it, it obviously, I mean, our friends and family have been absolutely amazing, like so excited. Um, <laughs> you beckoning me close, please. Just, just beckoning you closer close to the microphone. The mic. I'm, I'm loud enough, dolls. If anything, they're going, get her away from that <laughs> microphone. She's in me head. Um, so... Yeah, our family and friends have been absolutely amazing, but it's hard because again, like with we have thought, do we put like can we protect? So if we went through it, we'd be protecting them from getting upset as well because they they're gutted. So basically, next time it happens, no one's gonna know. Do you think? 
Are we going for that or not? Oh, who knows? No. Who knows? Well, 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 I suppose we'll see. We've got our appointment today, haven't we? Three hours time with Dr Mark. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be seeing all about our next steps. But yeah, have that support network around you. I think that is really important. Don't try to take this on on your own. Because um, you'll just drive yourself mad, won't you, really? Yeah. It is a tough, it's a tough experience, but it, if you surround yourself with the right people, listen to me getting all emotional, but if you surround yourself with the right people, it can be an exciting journey, can't it? Yeah, yeah, it can be. And I think that's that's pretty much it around the two-week wait, isn't it? Basically, it's fucking hell on earth. <laughs> Good luck with that. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that was episode five, the two-week wait. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, please get in touch with us. Let us know what you... I don't know, what do you want to hear from us? Have you got any questions? That kind of thing. Um, Obviously, we're new to this whole podcast journey. So, yeah, get in touch. Let us know what you want the next podcast to be because I think we've run out of ideas now, haven't we? I'm sure you'll find some. She's got a planning book. She's got a notepad. (laughs) But I'm just glad because a notepad's cheaper than a kayak. So, (laughs) for this, I'll be... Wait until I get all the the equipment, babes. You're in for a treat. Oh, shit. (laughs) Right, so that was episode five, the two-week wait. Like I say, get in touch. Let us know. um, Like, rate and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on. Tea and biscuits. Tea and biscuits.